right, everybody, how are we doing on Sunday night? Amen. Ready to have a good God, let's go ahead and make our way to our seats and uh, clear the wonderful coffee bar out and praise the Lord. Hey, you know, I, I realized half the church went to this Danny Gokey concert in Victorville tonight. I'm like, man, I'm sure they're going to have a wonderful time. But we're gonna... yeah, I appreciate your confidence. All right, well, let's go. We're going to open up some words of faith tonight and faith for the men because we are going to. An awakening take place in our nation, but we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. So let's speak these words together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and in unity. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, you may be seated tonight. Let's give the Lord some praise together. Yes. All right. Well, let's go through our announcements here. And of course, we got a whole lot going on. So you need to uh, buckle up and pay attention so you don't miss anything. Uh, first of all, we want to let you know um, that the memorial service for our brother John Salceda will be on Monday, the 20th at 11 a.m. And so, uh, you know, any of the church family that can be here to support uh, the Salceda family, that would be awesome. So again, it's Monday, the 20th at 11 a.m. And there's a sign-up sheet back there. Uh, we're going to help out with uh, the, the reception afterwards. And so they were going to do a Mexican-themed dinner. And if uh, you could sign up to bring something, and we will bless the family and help them out that day and just let them know that we love them and care about them, all right? And so then uh, we've got the June Scripture reading is out, and we've got a daily Scripture reading like we always do. Uh, but starting off in June, uh, my dad's got a commentary to go with the daily verses, and it's been really, really good. And I'm encouraging you as a family, if you're like, man, we need a summer devotion to do together. Well, here it is. Just go ahead and read the verse and the commentary. You can discuss it with your kids. And it'd be a great, great opportunity uh, to get some uh, spiritual growth going in your household. All right, uh, ladies, we've got the women's meeting coming up this Friday. Yes, Friday. It's going to be at 630 right over here in Victory Hall. And uh, there's a, a, the menu is like finger food, so you bring something up for that. And, of course, Miss Rosalind is going to be giving the word that night. So uh, we're excited for what uh, God's putting on her heart. And then the next Friday is the young adults meeting. And so that will be the 17th at 630. And Rosalinda did so good at the women's meeting that we're going to have her do the uh, young adults also, right? Yeah, something like that. Very good. So she's going to do the young adults for us. And then, of course, Father's Day is coming up for the men. Thank you. We need, yeah, come on. You know, Mother's Day, that we, we, we really go all out for that. And we want the men to be blessed on Father's Day, too. And so we were just picking out some of the gifts that we're going to give out. There's a gift for every dad there that day. And we're getting those ordered right now. And so, men, be here. And let's show our children and our families what a godly man looks like. Amen? All right. Norma's doing a great job helping me out here tonight. 
<laughs> All right. And then water baptism is coming up on Sunday, June 26th. We got the uh, sign-up sheet is at the info booth. And so if you have not been baptized, uh, go ahead and get signed up back there. And that's going to be on Sunday the 26th. We're going to do it um, at the AM service and also for the first time ever at the PM service. We're going to be uh, doing baptisms that night also. And lots of names already. Lots of people signed up. So uh, get yourself on the list there and uh, and make sure that we do this. And then the last thing is this is this Tuesday is the primary election. And uh, my parents are out of town there in Indiana for the next four or five weeks. But uh, my mom has put together a uh, Christian voter guide. And again, this isn't telling you how to vote, but it is her recommendations. And if you're interested in in, uh, in what she's got there, that's back there at the info booth. And uh, and she does a lot of good research and uh, finding out about candidates and stuff like that. Because sometimes it's hard uh, to get uh, some of the information and questions answered that you want. But she's not afraid to make phone calls and everything else. So uh, that she's got her recommendation guide back there. If you're interested in it, it's on the info booth. And I know that it always helps me because I want to be an informed voter and be a good citizen. Who wants to be a good citizen? You want to be a good citizen? All right. We need good citizens. Very good. All right. Well, who knows what time it is now? Yes, sir. It's happy time. And you're like, well, what's that? Hey, God loves a cheerful giver. And so we decided we're going to get happy and be cheerful givers. If you need an envelope, raise your hand and the ushers will get you one. We're going to open our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 28. Proverbs chapter 28. And we'll look here at verse 25. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 25. And of course, if you're giving online, you can go to hdwc.org slash giving. Who had a good time at the youth group cake auction this morning? Yes, they had a wonderful time. And we got rid of a whole bunch of desserts. And uh, some of you got so many desserts that people were giving me stuff in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, wow, praise God. So lots and lots and lots of desserts. And it's going to help the youth on their summer trip. So thank you, everybody, that helped out with that. So Proverbs chapter 28, verse 25, I'm in the NLT here. And it tells us this, that greed causes fighting. Have you noticed that? That, I mean, people get greedy and they they will fight over money like nothing else. And they'll do anything they can. Greed is a terrible thing and will make people do bad things just to get money. But look at the end of this verse. It says, trusting the Lord leads to prosperity. Trusting the Lord, that'll lead to prosperity. You don't have to fight for it. You don't have to get greedy for it. You don't have to do all sorts of backwards things for it. No, when we trust the Lord, He provides all of our needs. And there's a lot of ways that we show we trust the Lord. But one major way is simply by obeying His Word. And so as we're tithers and as we're givers, we are trusting the Lord with our finances. We're trusting the Lord. And what does it do? It leads to prosperity. He will provide for our every need. And so I encourage us tonight that as we give our tithes and our offerings, to do it in faith and in trusting the Lord. Can I get an amen? All right, let's stand up together tonight. Praise God. And we're going to speak some words of faith over our giving because everything we do is by faith. Anything that's not of faith is sin, it tells us. So let's go here and let's go ahead and speak some faith over our giving tonight. As we bring the Lord's tithe 
and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth and business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go. Let's stay standing and after we drop off our offerings and we're going to worship the Lord together. Feel free to join us at the altar. Through you I can do anything I can do all things Cause it's you who gives me strength Nothing is impossible Through you blind eyes are open Strongholds are broken Cause it's you who gives me strength Nothing is impossible I'm not gonna live by what I see I'm not gonna live by what I feel And deep down I know that you're here with me I know that you can do anything Through you I can do anything, I can do all things, cause it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible, through you blind eyes are open, strongholds are broken, I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible. I'm not gonna live. I'm not gonna live by what I see. I'm not gonna live by what I feel. Deep down, I know that you're here with me. I know that you can do anything. Through you, I can do anything, I can do all things, cause it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible, through you, blind eyes are open, strongholds are broken, I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible.
I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. Through you, I can do anything. I can do all things. Cause it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are open. Strongholds are broken. I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible. See a victory. I'm gonna see a 
raise our hands together tonight. Lord, we know and we declare that we are going to see victory. And just like David said, the battle belongs to the Lord. We're not fighting this thing on our own. We're not responsible for all of it. We thank you, Jesus, that the battle belongs to the Lord. And Lord, we know that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And we always triumph in Christ Jesus. And so, Lord, we know that if we're doing it in you, we always triumph. We thank you and we praise you tonight for your goodness and your mercy. It endures forever and ever. And Lord, we ask that you would have your way in our midst tonight. Father, speak to us. Tell us what we need to hear, Lord, not what we want to hear. And I thank you that you're going to uh, show things to us, Lord. You're going you're gonna to illuminate your word to us, God. And we know that it never returns unto you void, but it always accomplishes everything that you send it forth to do. We thank you, Father, that you are in this place tonight and you're going to speak to us. We love you and we praise you for your goodness in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord some praise tonight? Thank you, Jesus. He is good. 
all the time. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated and we're going to have a good time getting in to the word of God tonight. And as I was praying about, you know, what, what to, what to speak about, what to uh, give the message on tonight, uh, there's a verse that I really, really love that encourages me. And that's kind of the direction that we're going. But the title of the message tonight is he will strengthen you. And how many know that sometimes you need a little extra strength because you don't have it on your own. You can't do it on your own. And there's good news from the word of God tonight. And that's he will strengthen you. And so we're going to open our Bibles to our main uh, text here tonight. And that's second Thessalonians chapter three, second Thessalonians chapter three. Amen. And we're going to look at verse three. And I absolutely love this verse. It's got uh, some very, very dynamic points built right into the verse. So those are my favorite types of verses, man. You got a whole sermon in one verse. You're doing pretty good, huh? Second Thessalonians chapter three. And we're going to look here at verse three. And this just speaks to me in a really big way. And so we'll be in the New Living Translation here. Second Thessalonians three. And verse three in the NLT, it says, but the Lord is faithful. Thank God for that. Wouldn't it be bad if the Lord was not faithful? If the Lord was just, uh, you know, every now and then hit and miss. No, the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and he will guard you from the evil one. And I absolutely love that because God is faithful and yes, he will strengthen us and he will guard us from the evil one. And, and we realize that, Hey, there is an evil one. That's not a pretend thing. That's not just something that, uh, that is of your imagination. There is an evil one, but we're not here to talk about him and give him credit and, and, and attention. But we know this much that the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and he will guard you from the evil one. And so what I want to do tonight is break this verse down a little bit and, and look at some of the, uh, the, the different points that it brings out here. But the goal is to encourage you. And especially if you feel like, man, I've had a rough week. I've had a rough go at it lately. I feel like I've just been under attack from the enemy. Well, guess what? We've got good news right here from the word of God, that you are not abandoned. The Lord is faithful. He hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't turned his back on you. He's right there just like he said he would be. And he will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. So let's get into this right here. The first thing we're going to say is this right from the verse. Number one is this. Number one, the Lord is faithful. The Lord absolutely is faithful. How many of you in here tonight could testify to that, that yeah, God's faithful. Even when I've, you know, not been at my best, even when I haven't fully uh, fulfilled my end of the deal, the Lord has still been faithful to me. And so no matter what we're going through, we do have to realize that we're not in this alone. And one of the primary strategies of Satan is isolation. And we spoke about this this morning. The whole message was about, you know, how to not be an easy target. And one of his primary motives and and things that he wants to do is to isolate you. He wants you to feel like you're completely alone. And so a very, very uh, familiar verse that I use a whole lot is right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's flip over there tonight to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And we're going to look at verse 13. Amen. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and I try to encourage people with this verse all the time. 
because it's the absolute truth. First Corinthians 10, and we're going to look at verse 13. And uh, there's some things that you need to see right here that I believe will encourage you also. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, and we're going to read this one in the New King James. All right, First Corinthians 10, verse 13, and it says this. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. And so no temptation, and I've said this a million times to you, but that word temptation is this Greek word pyrasmus, and it can mean the temptations, troubles, trials, tribulations. So no temptation, no trouble has overtaken you except such as is common to man. And so if the verse just ended there, that'd be kind of like, oh man, that's not good news. I mean, everybody's going through troubles. Everybody's going through some of the same struggles. If that was just the end of the verse, that wouldn't be very good news, but it doesn't end there. It says the same thing as Second Thessalonians 3.3 says. It says, but God is faithful. Say that with me. But God is faithful. Amen who will not allow you to be tempted or troubled or tested beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, again, another thing that we point out a lot of times is, you know, we the, we hear this phrase, but God. And, and there's two ways we can look at the phrase. You know, you can look at it through the negative uh, aspect that some people have whenever something bad happens. But God, it's not fair. But God, I don't deserve this. But God, I just had this happen. But God, and just going through your life. But God, why? But God. Or you could use that phrase just like these verses we have just read. But God is faithful. Amen. Whenever the trouble comes, you got to say no, but God is faithful. He will protect me. He will bring me through this thing. You need to know that God is faithful. And I realized that for some people, that may be a hard concept to get because you've had people in your life disappoint you. You've had people promise that they would always be there for you. You had people make promises and they weren't faithful to them. They flat out broke their promise. And so you need to realize that God is not like those people. In fact, the book of Numbers tells us that God is not a man that he should lie, saying that God is not a man, so he doesn't lie. He's not like all those people, even if everybody in your life, even if your mom and your dad or your spouse, whoever, hasn't been faithful, I'm telling you right now, but God is faithful. He will always make a way through this situation for you. He is faithful, and He is good. And you know what? Since I'm in such a good mood, I'm just giving you some of my favorite Bible verses tonight. How's that sound? So, oh, here's a good one. Nahum 1, 7. Nahum chapter 1 and verse 7. And I am in love with this verse. I love it. Who loves the Word of God? You don't just like it. I mean, you love it. You are all about that Bible. Amen? And so, Nahum chapter 1. And we're going to look here at verse 7. 
and uh, you know, I realize this isn't one of those books that you read every single day. Probably, maybe you do. Maybe you are someone that reads Nahum. I don't know anybody that just you know uh, reads Nahum every single day, but it is a really, really good book. And I'm getting though at this verse right here, and um, I, I mean I learned this one as a kid. But Nahum chapter one and verse seven. Has everybody found it yet? Okay, well, it's on page 871, so I don't know what your trouble is. But Nahum 1 and verse 7, and it tells us this, that the Lord is good. Say it again. The Lord is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. And look at this. And he knows those who trust in him. And, I'm, and sometimes, you know, people don't want to hear that, but it's just the flat out truth. God knows those who trust in him. And we talked about this at our men's meeting yesterday. We talked about trust. It's one thing to just say with your mouth, yeah, yeah, I trust the Lord. Yeah, I get that. But here's what's really going on. I trust the Lord, but here's what I've got going on over here. All right, well, check it out. That doesn't really sound like you trust the Lord that much in this situation. And it tells us right here that he is a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who trust in him. And this, this word stronghold means refuge or fortress. And I, I love the Psalms that talk about God being our fortress, our refuge, our, our strong tower. I love all these because I realize once again that there is an enemy out there. And I want to make sure that I am in the fortress, right? The refuge, the, the, the secret place of the most high. I want to be right there when the enemy shows up and the Lord, he is good. He is that stronghold, that refuge, that fortress in the day of trouble. And he absolutely knows those who trust in him. And so I'm encouraging us that if you've got something going on, if you're dealing with a situation or a difficulty or, again, an attack from the enemy, we need to trust the Lord in this. And, and I mean, that sounds like such an elementary level thing to say. That doesn't sound like a deep teaching. But until we get some of the basics, we better uh, not quit preaching about them, right? We got to trust in the Lord. And of course, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And so the Lord is faithful. You can trust him. Even if there's people you haven't been able to trust, you can trust the Lord because number one, he is faithful. And number two is this. I love this. He will strengthen you. This is right out of the Second Thessalonians 3.3. 3. He will strengthen you. And whenever I read this part of the verse, man, I don't know about you, but, well, you know, let's just face it. The best movie of all time is Rocky IV. Everybody knows that. It's not even up for debate. And, uh, I mean, you can't, even, you can't even possibly debate that fact. So, uh, Rocky IV, best movie of all time. But one of the great things about it is, man, he's like in the 15th round, and they're just going at it. And, and, and I love the Rocky movies, but, man, he's just getting his brains beat in, and just, he finds the strength. He is strengthened when the whole crowd kind of turns to his side, and they start cheering against the big Russian fellow. 
you know, Ivan Drago. And so they, they, they start cheering for Rocky, and it's like out of nowhere, he finds this strength. And then several years ago, there was this uh, Lipton iced tea commercial, and there's Rocky just getting beat to a pulp, and then he drinks a Lipton iced tea, and he's like, hey, I feel, and he gets the strength, and he, he ends up winning the fight. Well, uh, I, I, I feel like sometimes we're in that 15th round, and you've been going at it, and you've been fighting the good fight of faith, and you've been hanging in there and not giving up. I'm telling you, listen, the Lord will strengthen you. And you're like, man, I don't have the strength to go on. Hey, that's all right, because he has the strength to go on. Amen? And so I want you to see this verse here in Luke chapter 22, Luke chapter 22, and verse 43. And this is Jesus in his moment of need. This is Jesus getting ready to to face the cross, getting ready to, to deal with something, I mean, absolutely uh, beyond anything that we could imagine. He was really, uh, if we thought that we've been through something, I'm telling you, you have not been through what Jesus went through. And he was dealing uh, with what was getting ready to happen here, going to the cross. And as he's there in the garden praying, uh, you know, we've pointed out the previous verses talk about he was in such agony of spirit that, you know, he, he began to sweat great drops of blood. Because Jesus knew what lay ahead. I mean, it wasn't catching him off guard or blindsiding him. He was aware he was getting ready to be crucified. And he had probably seen crucifixions. He had probably been familiar with a lot of this stuff. But here he is, and 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 he's praying. And, of course, he prays, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. And as he's praying, Luke 22, verse 43, I love this. It says, then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. And I'm like, man, if, if Jesus here in his moment, uh, uh, in, in his hour right here, getting ready to face the cross, I mean, he gets strength from heaven. Think about what he can do for us right now, because now Jesus, he had an angel appear and strengthen him. But check it out. You right now have the victorious conquering Jesus who has been risen from the dead on your side to strengthen you. And I'm telling you, that's really, really good news for us tonight that Jesus is on our side. And if God is for you, who can be against you? And he will absolutely strengthen you. And I know that we've all been in that spot. Sometimes we feel, you know, we talked a little bit this morning about sometimes there's one of the most dangerous places we can be in is just that, uh, that comfort zone. It's like, eh, everything's going good. I don't really, you know, I don't, you wouldn't maybe perhaps say this out loud, but the truth of the matter is sometimes when everything's just easy street and comfortable and nothing going on, it's real easy to fall into the trap of, backing off a little bit or, or, or cooling off a little bit spiritually and, and maybe not making as much time for the word or making as much time for church or, or making as much time to do some of the things that we know that we're supposed to do. And so sometimes there can be danger in those times of just real comfort and ease and, and easy street. And we've been there, but also we've all been in the spot of, yeah, You've been going through it. You've been fighting the good fight. You've been dealing with some stuff. And it seems like, man, when it rains, it pours. It's just all coming down right now. I'm telling you, God is faithful. And he 
will strengthen you. And man, there's so many ways that the Lord could strengthen you. He can strengthen you straight up through reading His Word. I mean, I get strength from the Word of God every single day. Every morning, man, waking up to God's Word, that's my strength. That's my foundation. That's what I need right there. He can strengthen you from being here at church and, and, and hearing the Word preached. Because we know Romans ten seventeen says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so as you're here tonight... Your faith is being strengthened and you're just getting stronger from simply by hearing the word of God tonight. You can be strengthened by, uh, you know, encouraging words from your Christian friends. And yet again, another reason to stay connected and be around the right people because the wrong crowd can tear you down really, really quick. Have you noticed that? You may be in here on Sunday morning or Sunday night and you know you're you get so fired up with the word of God and so excited as we say that you're ready to charge the gates of hell with a water pistol. You're like, "Woo! I'm ready." Then you go out there tomorrow morning and you hear all the junk from your coworkers. Man, gas is going to hit $6 a gallon. Can you believe it? And you know, and just arguing, complaining about all the junk and the trash and the negativity. And next thing you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I can go on right now, man. No, listen, you got to surround yourself with the right people because the Lord, he's faithful and he will strengthen you. He will do it, but you got to put yourself in the position to be strengthened. Stay in the Word. Stay around the people of God. Stay in the house of God. I mean, I I encourage you to listen to the right music. You know, that's not something that I hit on too often, but... You know, I I don't listen to as much music anymore. I I probably should listen to more good music than I listen to. But, you know, it's really important that music, you need to realize this, it has an effect on your soul, on your emotions. Do you realize that? You know, if you're listening to like some aggressive metal music, you're like, yeah, I'm ready to, you know, you're ready to fight or something. And, you know, whatever, you know, I've been into that too. But then you listen to some sappy love song and all of a sudden, you know, you want to go watch a Hallmark movie, right? Am I right? Okay, maybe not, but maybe that's just you. But uh, anyway, uh, but if you listen to worship music, what does it do, man? It, it quiets your soul. And I love, again, how David, all through the Psalms, he was a worshiper and he was a, a, a musician. And and the right worship music, you may have so much junk coming at you, but it just quiets your soul so you can hear the Word of God. And I'm encouraging you to, to just keep a, keep track of your music choices there. And, and if you're listening to stuff that is uh, potentially not strengthening you or not opening the door for uh, the Lord to strengthen you, you could potentially consider making some changes to your musical selection. There you go. I said it. I'll leave it alone for a while now, all right? We'll talk about this next June. Very good. All right, so uh, I want you to see here Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah 40. Man, we're just pulling out some good verses tonight. Isaiah 40 and verse 31. And we are bringing some encouragement here. Isaiah 40 and verse 31. And we're talking about how the Lord will strengthen you. He will absolutely strengthen you when you need it. And He is faithful. He is faithful. Faithful. Isaiah 40, and we're going to look here at verse 31, Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, and I, oh, this is such a good verse. It says this, 
But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. And sometimes, hey, you need a new strength. You need strength to, to tackle things that you've never tackled before. You need a whole new set of strength. And so those who, there's that word again, trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And that is absolutely powerful for you. And again, that's talking about those who trust in the Lord. And so I, I challenge us tonight, man. If you've been, again, getting kind of bombarded and hit with things, look to the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Don't just say it with your mouth and be like, yeah, 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 I trust the Lord. Everybody knows that, but uh, here's what I'm dealing with. No. Trust in the Lord. When we put something in His hands, when we cast the care upon Him, leave it with Him. Don't take it back. Don't give it to God. God, I'm giving you this care. And then five minutes later, you know what? I'm going to take that back from you. I think I can handle it better than you could anyway. No, don't do that. He can handle it better than you can. When we cast it on the Lord, leave it with the Lord. And listen, those who trust him, absolutely, they will find new strength. And you can face challenges and, and tackle things that you never could have done on your own when we're trusting in the Lord. And I want to show you another Psalm here, Psalm 121. Psalm 121. Man, I'm using a lot more verses than I normally get fit in in one night, but it's Sunday night. I even got to do a Sunday night service. I was thinking about that on the way here. Man, I haven't done a Sunday night in, in quite a while, so I'm happy even if the rest of our family ditched us for the Danny Gokey concert. Can you believe those guys? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I hope they have a good time. You know, the worst part is, you know, some of my kids are down there. <laughs> my kids went too. Hey, Dad's preaching tonight. Yeah, we want to go to a concert. Whatever. Psalm 121. In the New King James, Psalm 121, and I, again, man, I, another wonderful, wonderful chapter here, Psalm 121, and, and it tells us this, it says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. And I think about that, man, because I just, I like to sit there and stare at the mountains. And you're like, well, you're weird. Well, I grew up where there wasn't any mountains, so uh, it's still a thrill for me. So I, you know, I lift my eyes to the hills, and yeah, I may find inspiration and think that they're beautiful, but that is not where my help comes from. Verse 2, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. My help comes from God that made those mountains. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. You know that, that God's not getting tired. You know, like God, God's not up there like, man, I sure, I need a monster energy drink right now. These people are wearing me out. No, he doesn't slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. He is not asleep up there. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. And when I read that, man, I get strengthened right there, knowing that 
God's got me. He's got his hand upon my life. He goes before me and he follows up behind me. I am not on my own. The Lord is my keeper. God's not asleep up there. God's not getting tired. He has got all the strength that I need. And I am promised in 2 Thessalonians 3.3 that not only is he faithful, but he will strengthen me. And number three tonight is this. Point number three, he will guard you from the evil one. He will. And you better believe that in the day and the age that we live in because there's some evil out there. And as, as we point out the book, all the time, the book of Isaiah talks about that in this day and age that we live in, people are going to call evil good and they're going to call good evil. There is plenty of evil out there and there's no doubt about that, but I'm not losing any sleep at night. I'm not sitting there and I said, Oh my goodness, the evil one, there's evil in this world. No. Why am I not losing sleep? Because he will guard me from the evil one. And you've got to get that revelation in your heart right now. I mean, we're looking at, you know, our sending our kids to school is just a step of faith sometimes these days, but you need to trust the Lord that he will guard you from the evil one. And as we saw there in Nahum 1-7, the Lord is good. He is a stronghold in the day of trouble. And I want to look at one last verse tonight. That's Isaiah chapter 43. Can we look there? Isaiah chapter 43. And we're going to look at verse 2. And this is another just absolutely powerful verse. Isaiah 43. And we're going to look here at verse 2. And we've thrown, man, we've thrown some big time verses at you tonight. I pray that you've written these down. And I, man, I'm always trying to take notes whenever I'm in church because I want to go home and read these all over again. Isaiah 43, and we're going to look at verse 2 here. And this is something really important for us to get a hold of and uh, something that, that we need to, to get this revelation in our heart. Isaiah 43 and verse 2, and this is a promise from the Lord. He says, When you go through deep waters, you're on your own, Jack. (laughs) Good luck. No. It says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. And I love, I absolutely love that verse because, hey, I've been through the deep waters a time or two, right? I have faced the rivers of difficulty. That's not a pretend thing. That really exists. And we've faced that. And then it also talks about the fire of oppression. I'll bet that you've faced that too. But the good news is this, is that you're not on your own. And when God's on your side, you will not be burned up The flames will not consume you. You've got to get this in your heart that we can trust God. He is faithful. He will strengthen us and he will guard us from the evil one. And, you know, I I, I say this, but it's the truth. I don't believe that Satan's ultimate goal is to just knock you off and, and kill you while you're on fire for God, serving God, preaching Jesus. I believe that, as we said earlier, that he would love to throw all these things at you and isolate you and get you to let go and be separated 
from God. And then, I mean, then you're on your own. Then, yeah, I mean, one of his greatest joys would be to get somebody that was at one point an on-fire for God, born-again Christian, to let go and join in with the mockers and the scoffers and, as Psalm 1 says, the scornful. And sadly, uh, we see that a lot. I see so many people. I know there's a, a popular phrase right now. It's just, it's the end thing almost. It's trendy. I'm in the, I'm, de- I'm in the deconstructing my faith stage right now and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just tearing down. And I see, I first I see all these people that were at one point Christian musicians doing this. Now I'm even seeing young people that I grew up with. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the deconstruct. Looks like that's something everybody has to do. That's a bunch of baloney. You don't have to deconstruct your faith. If your faith was built on the word of God, it's okay. Amen. You don't need to tear it all apart. And so listen, we've all been through some of the things that we're talking about tonight. And Satan's ultimate goal would be to get you to just let go and turn your back on him. But God is faithful. He's not going to let you drown. He's not going to let you, the the fires uh, uh, consume you. No, he's faithful. He will strengthen you and he will guard you from the evil one. And that, that verse, that, again, our main verse, Second Thessalonians 3, 3, he wrote that to some Christians that weren't just totally living on easy street. You don't have to, you know, somebody that's got it all together and has no troubles ever have to say, hey, it's okay, God will strengthen you. Don't, no, they were facing some stuff. They're dealing with some persecution, but he wrote this to them and let them know that God is faithful and he will strengthen you and he will guard you from the evil one. And, you know, again, maybe someone's like, yeah, well, I'm not facing anything right now. Well, good for you. Just hang in there. And at some point, because you're a human being, there will be an attack come against you. And that's not making a bad confession or believing for something bad. It's just the fact of the matter that, yeah, that as long as we live in this world, there will be an enemy that will try to come and trip you up and throw things at you. But, of course, Jesus tells this story in Matthew chapter 7 about the wise man and the foolish man and the wise man what did he do he built his house upon the rock and the other guy he just threw up his as quick as he could on on a sandy foundation they both had storms come no doubt about it they both had bad things happen but the guy that took the time to do it right his house stood firm and a lot of times people they don't want to take the time to lay the foundation because it takes some extra work it takes some time But when the storm comes and you're still standing, you're really grateful that you took the time to do it right. And so as I'm encouraging you tonight, again, you may be like, well, that's good. But I mean, I don't I don't have any problems. I don't have anything going on. Hey, the guy that built the foundation on the rock, he didn't have any problems at the time either. But he still did it the right way. And he still listened to God's word. And in the end. It all turned out right because one thing that I've found is this, is that it's really hard to pour concrete in a flood. It's really hard to lay the right foundation after the storms already came. You're like, oh, here's all this water. We're going to try this. And hey, I mean, praise God he can get us out of out of the storm. But it's wonderful if he's protecting us and, and our house is standing firm even through the midst of it all. And so... I feel we gave you a lot of scripture tonight uh, to, to read and to study this week. That's a, a gift to you. And I want to close out by telling you this. The Lord is 
faithful. He will strengthen you and he will guard you from the evil one. Can I get an amen tonight? Amen. All right, let's stand up together. Praise the Lord. We're going to go ahead. I'm going to have Josh come up and and, uh, close us out in a worship song. But, of course, if you're here and you need prayer for anything, I'm going to have my prayer team come on up. And if you're here and you're like, man, I I need a little extra prayer this week. I I may be dealing with something. Hey, we're here for you. We want to pray for you. And we want to see God move in your life. And, again, if things are fine, then let's just worship God for a few minutes. Let's close out with a little bit of worship and uh, just thank God for all that he's done in our lives. Amen. meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good and you take what the enemy meant for turn it for good you turn it for good you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. see a victory for the battle belongs to you Lord you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for and close things out tonight. Trust everybody's been blessed, amen, by the word of God. And uh, again, I challenge you to to just stand on these verses this week. I believe that that's a key uh, for your success and your strength and your breakthrough. All right, well, uh, man, there's a lot going on over the next uh, month or two, so I'm gonna encourage you to uh, to please uh, stay connected, stay involved over the summer. And I know it's real easy sometimes to kind of just take a little bit of a break. Don't do that. Stay connected to Jesus. Stay connected uh, to the rest of your church family. And we're gonna have a wonderful, successful summer this year. Amen. All right, well, let's go ahead and close out in prayer. And then we're gonna speak some words of faith over Barstow tonight. Amen. 
Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for what we've seen in your word. And God, we know that your word is alive and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. And we thank you that it's going to change our lives if we'll apply it and if we'll trust your word, Lord. And so we know that as we saw tonight, you are faithful. You will strengthen us. You will guard us from the evil one. And we praise you for that promise. Lord, use us this week uh, to be the light of the world to everywhere we go. And we thank you that you're giving us opportunities to show your love and be used by you. And Lord, we know you're coming back soon. We want to be ready for that moment. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you are. In Jesus' name, can somebody say amen tonight? All right. Let's speak some words of faith over Barstow. Let's do it. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we'll see you Wednesday.